1: hello all my naughty ones and welcome back to dr Zoe today tonight I have with me Maya Jordan who went from being a stripper to a psychotherapist but also has a show on Playboy radio called head games she writes articles on sexual topics for outlets like the Guardian ask men and pop sugar with so many sexual topics being in the media right now especially with this whole Ashley Madison situation I figured who better to talk to talk to you about redefining relationships than Maya Jordan. Welcome to the show, Maya. Thank you for having me, Dr. Zoe. I'm so pleased to be here.
0: (laughs) It's good to have you.
1: Okay, before we get started, I want everyone to be able to go check out your website so they can connect with you. Go ahead and give out that information.
0: Yeah, it's Maya, like M-A-Y-A, Jordan.com. That's MayaJordan.com and you can get on the site, there's lots of writing, there's lots of links, there's lots of good stuff to check out.
1: Excellent, and everybody, all her social media links are on her website, so definitely get connected with her on Twitter and Instagram and all that good stuff. So Maya, let's talk a little bit about this Ashley Madison thing real quick before we get started. Are you you personally familiar with their site and their services? You
0: know, I am. I had the incredible experience of interviewing Noel Biderman a few months back for my show, and he was very, very, very cool. I mean, he positions himself as this like uber feminist because of what he's doing for women, you know, being able to cheat on their husbands worldwide. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but he was a neat guy.
1: Yeah, awesome, awesome. So for those who are listening who don't know, Ashley Madison is a website that caters and helping married people have affairs. They have over 37 million anonymous, quote unquote, users currently. The company has received significant attention in the past week because on July 15th, Hackers stole all of its customers' data, including names, addresses, sexual fantasies, and even their credit card information. So what happened was the hackers threatened to post all the data online if Ashley Madison did not remove their site. Well, of course, they didn't remove the site, they're trying to do damage control, but as of yesterday, they released the first batch of user information, and they're gonna release more if they don't take down the site. I mean, what do you think about it? What's your take on all this?
0: It is hysterical. It is absolutely hysterical. I mean the Ashley Madison go to motto is Life is short, have an affair.
1: And Well diverse, I, divorce I, divorce I, attorneys are loving this right now because they're gonna make so much money. Because I'm sure house. there's gonna be yeah. some you, Yeah, there's gonna be the divorce rate's gonna definitely skyrocket. Because thirty-seven million, they have over thirty-seven million lists of users. So that's huge. That's really huge. That's a that's a big database. So I'm sure at this as this information gets released, it's definitely going to uh, increase the divorce rate. But I think really the bigger you know, thing to look at is this speaks volumes about mo- the modern institution of marriage. You know, I mean, and Absolutely. how important it is, how important is it for us to redefine relationships? Why be in an institution of marriage and what that all stands for and the traditions of it. If you're not going to be in it anyway, I mean, it's kind of like, I think it goes against our human nature to be tied down like that. And so I think that it really definitely uh, speaks volumes about that. What do you think about, do you feel like Us as a society, because you're out there, you're, you know, doing this, you're in this field. And do you feel like us as a society, we're becoming more open minded? Or do you think there's still a major stigma and pressure for people to follow the traditional values and getting married and having a family?
0: I think monogamy is kind of like a cultural default. You know, it's this institution that we honor and pay homage to, and it's not necessarily um, investigated or questioned. So, you know, everybody's got, like you say, everybody's got their kink factor, their kinkiness scale. And so like zero to ten, if you're a one in terms of being like conservative on the conservative You shouldn't be interacting with somebody who's like a 10 or a freak. Exactly. Like me, you know? yeah.
1: yeah. That's so, exactly what i say. Awesome. If you're a three, you're not going to be compatible with an eight. And my thing is, it's not the kink. It's the freak. It's like, know your freak level. That's, you know, that's the thing with me. And I know you're all about the kink though. <laughs> right. I, I totally
0: am. But I am an absolute freak
1: as well so yeah that's awesome well i'm only like an eight like i feel like a 10 is like when it gets into like really like you know where it's not healthy like where it might be like pedophilish you know so well something needs to be done obviously and i know you and i in our own rights are trailblazers opening up the way people think about love sex and relationships i love what you do and i want to talk about you now let's Let's talk about you, and I'm really wanting my listeners to hear how you got into this field as a sexpert. How did this all happen?
0: Well, it's an interesting story because I started out in the Midwest. I grew up in Ohio, which is like, you know, cornfields and cows and all of that horseshit, <laughs> and yeah. went to college and studied theater and decided I wanted to move to New York and make my stab at theater. And in the course of doing so, got a job dancing at Scores, which was like the number one nightclub at the time for mm. women. And, um, you know, that certainly was not the dream that I had being a small town girl from Ohio, was to be a stripper yes. when I grew up. But, you know, things evolved for me. And was I was it financial.
1: Trouble. So let's. I just want to touch on that a little bit. So what was the decision yeah. that, you know, got you into stripping? Was it finances? Was it, what was the attraction was there at the time? Okay. So it wasn't it was your definitely dream finances.
0: job.
1: Okay. It wasn't no. your dream job. But it probably exposed you to a lot, it, you know, it, like it learning a lot people, about. Yeah.
0: Lots of money, lots of just a totally different culture from what I was used to. And, in the course of being immersed in all of that, really discovered that I had quite a facility for playing armchair psychologist to mm. rich, often married men. Um, right. And that led into- Like I do, you know, for a living. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> okay. so it, it, it led to different things. Like I, I kind of spent my time in the sugar daddy, sugar baby realm for a little bit, mm-hmm. and when I stopped dancing. And then went to graduate school uh, back in Ohio and just was really committed to getting my head on straight and starting to process some of the reasons why I'm the way I am so that I can help other people. Because I think that's the end result, you know, is that we all want to get to this place where we're giving back what we know. Right.
1: Right. I think that, you know, our purpose in life and we, you know, that's something also that my company does is help people define their pers- purpose, their passion, um, doing what you love, you know, um, to make a living out of it, to pursue your dreams and things like that. Um, but I find what's interesting is that, you know, being in the field that you were in as a stripper and then you have these guys there and you're pay- you're playing armchair psychiatrist to them and being like a well, life coach them and then you go into that field so then you you know how long did you strip
0: Maya
1: um about a year so just shy of of a year right and so you got out of that and then you you ended up going back to school and tell me what happened what happened in your journey after that coming out of school well
0: out of school I kind of settled down with somebody who was real vanilla and normal And (laughs) did the whole married in Ohio thing for a little bit and soon discovered that it just didn't work for me. You know, I felt um, really constricted and I felt like I wasn't able to really give voice to everything I wanted to give voice to. So, you know, in the course of some different life events that occurred, I decided that I was going to harness all of this life experience that I had had, you know, having gone from the small town to the big city, been a stripper, become a licensed psychotherapist. I was going to harness all of that story and just launch it on people because people, it's so fucked up. People, people are like, you were a stripper and now you're a therapist. That's so crazy. I mean, they, they love the story. So, you know, going into why that happened, how that occurred and I don't discount my experience as a stripper whatsoever. It totally empowered me sexually. I really felt like I was experiencing for the first time in my life what it felt like to be a sexual dominant. And I absolutely wouldn't exchange that for anything.
1: That's awesome. Well, that's awesome that you had that experience. I think life experiences is what makes us who we are today. So that's incredible. So along your journey, you are really open about the fact that you overcame a lot of addictions. Right, right. You so know, tell me a little bit
0: that. Yeah, that was kind of one of the side effects of being in the industry that I was in. You know, everybody in the adult industry seems to have at least experimented with substances, if not right. fallen completely victim to them. And it's just part of the lifestyle. You know, when you're pressured to sell, you know. Hundreds of bottles of champagne a week, and you're pressured to drink all that champagne. You know, what's going to keep you sober and motivated is probably some powder or something else that you can kind of mix in there and get your whole cocktail going. And then suddenly you're able to party until the wee hours of the morning. So it it became a lifestyle for me that wasn't necessarily um, without its benefits. I mean, I, I met a whole lot of really interesting people, had a whole lot of really fun experiences. And I wouldn't say that it was all that bad, but where it turned on me is when I decided I wanted something normal and I wasn't capable, I didn't have the capacity to play normal anymore because I was so busy with my addiction. So it just right. it spun out of control. And it just, it wasn't, it was making me... How did you overcome it? Because be anymore.
1: there's people listening right now that are going through the same exact thing. So just to encourage them, how did you overcome the addictions? Well, I went and got some outside help.
0: I went to therapy, and I'm I'm totally one of those therapists that just preaches the the beautiful nature and the absolute benefits of therapy. You know, right. it's something it's something so sacred to sit down with somebody in a safe space and just gosh mm-hmm. and, and just know, that 100% right, exactly. 100% know that it's a hundred percent
1: confidential. Right? Exactly. Know that it's a hundred percent. Yeah and I you can just be
0: heard and seen it all
1: yeah exactly exactly you wouldn't believe the things i hear every every day Exactly. Nothing shocks me. I've been doing this for, gosh, I don't want to give away my age, but over a decade. And nothing shocks me. I've heard it all. I have heard it all. And I think it's so important. Like, I love the fact that I'm used as a vessel to allow that space of confidentiality, especially to high-powered celebrities, athletes, political leaders, things like that, where they can't even, they can't tell their team or their spouse or their vice president this stuff. So they're able to just really be open and honest and so that's awesome I love that you so you're currently so bring me up to date now and tell me some of the things that are going on with you right now because first of all I want to congratulate you on overcoming you know all of that because that's a lot to overcome that and accomplish the things that you've accomplished but currently you're you're now in a relationship correct you're yeah you're now in a relationship so you guys are swingers so you are yeah. very much so you're out there writing in these different media outlets and you have this show on playboy radio really. Um, so I'm all about being authentic, but you take it even a step further and you're really on the sexual tip, like allowing people and saying, Hey, here's me, here's what I'm doing. And you can be authentically sexually yourself as well. It, it seems like that's the basis of your message. Tell me, Tell me some of your, you know, your purpose and and what you're really trying to accomplish right now.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I'm a big person who believes in strategic authenticity, so I'm going to be authentic in a strategic way that makes sense for me, and I'm not going to totally bare my soul to complete strangers, you know, I'm going to be strategic about what I choose to share, but at the same time, sex to me is playtime, it is it's the playground of the senses and we need to be exploring and having safe experiences with people that we trust and what's wrong about documenting those so other people can experience them kind of by proxy. I mean, there's nothing wrong with documenting it and making a big, a big to do out of it. Like recently on my blog, I do a lot of writing about different exploits that I've had and, you know, like, the swingers club or the latest orgy that I've had, or, you know, the threesome that I had with my boyfriend and a girlfriend, you know, that sort of stuff. And it's, it's all in fun and it's all meant to be just that whole attitude of exploration and let's just not take ourselves so damn seriously.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, absolutely not. Um, and I think that we're all individuals. So we all have individuals likes, dislikes, that whole, you know, what's your freak level thing. And there's probably so many different levels of freak. But most importantly, like we are all individuals, like a snowflake or a fingerprint, I always say, we're, we're each so different. So what might be good for you might not be good for me or vice versa. But so in the I want to get into the nitty gritty, a little bit of this juicy stuff. So you and your boyfriend are swingers. So let's what I find what I find really interesting and cool, Maya, is that you guys are in a contractual relationship. So tell I think this is becoming this is becoming more and more popular. And I almost think relationship contracts are going to end up taking the place of marriage contracts. So let's talk Mm. a little bit about how that came about. Give me the juicy details of what happened that you guys actually sat down and drew up a contractual relationship?
0: Well, you know, it's all based on the fact that we had no cons- contract in place and I cheated. And okay. had a big faux pas. Um, and our relationship was open for the most part. I mean, there was this understanding that we could do whatever we wanted to do, provided we were honest about it. And I was not honest about that. And okay. in cheating, I, I totally let this other guy into our world and violated the trust that I had with my partner. So right. we had to get back to the place where we could really construct something that made sense. And
1: be on the same page, literally, you yeah. know, and put it and in so- writing and be on the same page. Like this is the boundaries of our relationship. And again, every couple is going to be different whether it's a lesbian couple or a gay couple, a straight couple, a, it, it, it doesn't matter. Every relationship is gonna be different. So a contractual relationship in, a, in this kind of situation, it makes a lot of sense to say, here's the boundaries, this is what we both agree to. That is the ultimate form of communication, I think
0: it really is because once you know what your boundaries are whether they're your sexual boundaries or your boundaries emotionally or your boundaries in other realms you know once you know those boundaries they are such fucking beautiful things because then you yeah. know what you can press against you know what you can move with you know what makes you an authentic person it's all about what you will not tolerate that kind of defines you as a person in many ways
1: right so absolutely for him,
0: that was such a huge violation, and I had mm. major humble pie for a long time.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Major humble pie, and yeah. that's a lot of cock. And
1: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> let it me make good. it up to you, baby. Yeah, exactly. That's well, you know what? At least you're honest about it, and. You know, I really admire that. I feel like, you know, the fact that you're so open about it is what's really cool. But what I want people listening to get is like, here you guys are swingers and you're in an open relationship and you still quote unquote cheated and violated the trust of your partner. So that's what, you know, got you guys to sit down and draw out boundaries. So communication is key. Everybody listening. I always say that. And I want to reiterate that communication is key. And even though somebody might Seem cool, and you're in this open relationship and stuff. There still is emotional boundaries and boundaries and things like that that we have to respect when we're in any kind of relationship with anybody else. So now I want to know, tell me, and my listeners, something really juicy that you and your boyfriend have done. Like, what's the best orgy or the best, you know, other couple that you you did some swinging with?
0: Oh my God, there are so many. <laughs> okay, so go ahead. Hit yeah, me with
1: a couple good ones.
0: Okay, um, a really good one, and I'm about to publish this on Bustle. Um, it's, uh, it's called The Tale of the Porsche, Texas, The Fifth Wheel, and the Double Dildo. And it was all one night. And this all <laughs> happened. And basically, I got into a situation with this girl who I was quite attracted to initially. And then she so you met her a that bit, night or you,
1: you met her that night or you were? Near?
0: No, I knew her previously.
1: Okay, so gotcha. we had hooked okay. up
0: prior to that night and okay. she brought her partner and then I brought mine and then we brought a fifth wheel who was my really good friend um, and female. And so basically the one girl that I had hooked up with previously got jealous of the new girl and oh boy. went off in a huff and that's her when you her know oh play with us and so we just made a creative sort of orgy just apropos of nothing where we just piled like groups i mean there were literally like 10 people just naked you couldn't tell whether it was a knee or a pussy or an ass i mean <laughs> like, like, everybody's just like Piled on these mattresses in the middle of this sex club. And we had this huge audience of people just watching us. And so the whole point of that night was to use this double dildo. You know, that was the whole orchestration of the night was to get this double dildo on because I had never used one and this other girl had never used one. And wouldn't you know it, the double dildo didn't end up out of its packaging. We didn't even use it because everybody was so hell bent on making this other girl squirt. So we got through Uh, making the first squirt and just totally forgot about the double dildo. And it it became just a squirting marathon. There was just like, you know, it was like fountains of squirting. (laughs) And, you know, it was just, it was freaking hysterical. And when I finally checked in with my partner, you know, like after getting so much freaking action, I couldn't stand it. When I finally checked in with my partner, (laughs) his shirt was dripping wet. Like, his shirt was totally drenched. He was just, wow. like, totally spent. So wow. then I pulled okay. So I went into a room and was like, now I want a piece of you by myself.
1: <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. So for people listening and they're interested in this kind of lifestyle, like, how do you get started? And, like, say there's a couple listening or there's someone listening that wants to become a swinger. Where do they start in this kind of lifestyle? Like, where do you go? How do you find these clubs? Things. How do you find these couples? Things like that.
0: Yeah, well, you know, that's where the Internet is really just a divine, divine, divine thing. You know, you can find so many things on the web that relate to swinging and relate to alternative lifestyles. The first website that I really like to pimp a lot is FetLife.com and Fet is that's F-E-T-L-I-F-E dot com. And it's a wonderful place to go if you're a swinger, if you're into BDSM, if you have different kinky fetishes, if you want to explore, if you don't know what the hell you are, you just know that you're not typically vanilla. So you right. go there, you, it's like Facebook for alternative sexual deviance. Gotcha. <laughs> you get on there and you do a profile. And then you like link up with other people and get a sense of your culture. You know, if there's one thing I can do for people, it's to just normalize the whole quote unquote deviant sexual lifestyle to be, you know, I'm an Ohio girl born and bred. I look normal and I'm a fucking swinger. Anybody can, <laughs> you know, okay. You let don't me have ask to you. to New so, York or LA. Uh,
1: right. Exactly. That's very true. But let me ask you this because I want to play the devil's advocate a little bit. Do you ever worry about sexually transmitted diseases or what precautions do you take in regards to that?
0: Okay. Um, well, in terms of, because you cut out for just a second. and I Okay. So
1: I'm, I'll repeat the question. So do you ever yeah. worry about sexually transmitted diseases and what uh-huh. precautions do you take in regards to that?
0: Well, absolute precautions. I'm a dental damn queen. I bring piles of- <laughs> everywhere <laughs> I go. You know, you can hear the Saran wrap practically, like as I walk around the, the corner. Um, I don't. I don't mess around <laughs> because HPV is is prevalent, and especially yeah. in the over thirty population, it's like seventy percent of people over thirty have it. Wow. Wow. I'm not, wow. Playing, with that. I'm not right. playing with it um right. and in terms of other stds of which there are many to choose from i mean my god you know i'm a big condom queen i believe in the power of absolutely wrapping the pickle before you put it in the salad and yeah, don't be and, silly and wrap like, your willy
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. absolutely yeah
0: so
1: absolutely. good So
0: and when you, because i think when i think like precaution
1: yeah I think that people. I just say, you know, when that's take a those
0: she- precautions.
1: <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. I'm
0: so sorry. I was just going to say when you take those precautions, it allows you to play more because you're not stressed about the stupid shit. You know, exactly. you're not stressed about getting sick, and you can you can play more. You can enjoy yourself. You can have fun. You can let go, because that's the goal: is to get to the place where you can let go, and whatever needs right. to happen to get you there is, is the journey, right?
1: right exactly so for someone like me who was like in high school in the 90s and we had sex ed don't you know everything from drug education don't ever use a needle drug and don't ever you know when you sleep with someone you're getting everything and it was like just ingrained in our brains about stds and you know maybe there's this um side of people who want to experience these kind of things but they're paranoid about diseases and it is exactly what you said being able to let go and enjoy yourself being authentically who you are sexually but i think that this is a big concern with people that make them hold back and i'm so glad to hear you talk about that kind of stuff because people need to know that there there is alternatives out there where they can protect themselves and still have A fun playtime. I love that you call it playtime. I call it playtime, too. (laughs) Okay. So what would you say to someone? uh, So in regards to swinging, so again, I want to play the conservative side because I know I have listeners that aren't conservative and that are conservative. I tend to draw both worlds. So what would you say to someone that would say, if you love someone, why would you want to see them fuck or get fucked by someone else? Well, that's a really
0: interesting question, you know, because I would say that because my relationship is so strong and our communication is so solid that I want him to experience pleasure in any way, shape or form he wants to experience pleasure. And so I'm going to back that up however he wants to do it. I find it to be a beautiful expression when he's fucking somebody else. I mean, that might totally turn somebody else off. But that actually turns me on i mean that greases my wheels that that gets me going because i've got a little bit of a fetish for him being with other women and then like ignoring me i like i find that really really
1: hot <laughs> <laughs> okay so again again for everyone listening and maya wouldn't you agree that we're all individuals so we all of us you know we get our sexual trauma in different ways You know, I mean, everyone is different. And I think the message here is the same thing when it comes to color, creed, religion, sexual preference, um, is acceptance and accepting people for who they are and allowing them to freely express themselves authentically. I think that that is what it really boils down to. And having the outlets, having, yeah, and educating people about being safe and educating people about the different outlets. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to answer the listeners' questions with Maya on love, sex, and relationships.
0: Dr. Zoe has been a successful entrepreneur, philanthropist, and the confidential coach to celebrities, leaders in business, religion, and sports for over a decade. Take advantage and submit your questions on love, sex, and relationships via the Dr. Zoe Today app, drzoetoday.com, or simply hashtag Zoe on Twitter. Be sure to tune in every week to hear your questions answered by Dr. Zoe at her desk. Your connection for pop sexuality. Okay, Maya, are you ready
1: to tackle some of these questions? yeah i'm excited okay awesome okay first one it wrote in is melanie and we get thousands of questions every week and we love you guys i'm sorry we can't get to all of them but keep writing we'll get to you i promise okay melanie writes in she says i'm dating a celebrity but he's married he says he can't get a divorce because it will cause too much ruckus in the media but i'm tired of being a secret it's been two years what should i do I'm gonna let
0: you go first on this one. Okay. You know, in this situation, if you are a side piece, you're not getting all of the action. And you're not getting the true experience of uh, being with that individual. You know, you're not getting all their focus. I have been a side piece on and off for, you know, a decade. I spent my 20s as a sugar baby to married men. And it seems like, It's just not a very authentic life when you're not getting the real deal. You're not getting the whole thing. You know, you want to be able to wake up next to your partner and not be afraid that somebody's going to bust in on you and discover you. You want to be able to relax when you're having a glass of wine in a restaurant and not worry about who's sitting next to you. So I would say absolutely think about going cold turkey on him. Just going mm-hmm. cold turkey on him and establishing some good boundaries in terms of what it is that you want and what it is that you deserve. Because only you can define that. If at the bottom, at the end of the day, and at the bottom of your soul, you really, really, really connect with this guy, he's going to be there at the end of the day. And if for some reason right. he's not, then he's not the fucking one
1: exactly exactly i totally agree with you 100 percent. you're a lot nicer in your delivery than i am melanie you knew what the fuck <laughs> you were getting into he's fucking married i mean it's the age-old story there's people who have been the mistress for 10 20 years there's people who now all these young girls are side pieces and this and that i mean you knew what you were getting into sweetheart and it doesn't matter how much he tells you he loves you or how many gifts he buys you or how good the fucking is Most likely he's not ever going to leave his wife. So it's something that you have to deal with as an individual and then find yourself and what you truly want as an individual, just like Maya said. I love your advice, that was perfect. Okay, Will wrote in, he put, I'm 35 years old and I just recently had my first threesome. My wife and I were in our attorney's office and ended up sleeping with (laughs) him. I love this, this is great. Talk about attorney-client privileges. Okay, the strange thing is, The strange thing is, is that I'm becoming infatuated with him. Again, this is the husband writing in. And I've never been gay before. I'd really like to start seeing him without my wife. Should I go for it or suppress my feelings? So go ahead. I'm going to, I always let my guests go first on this stuff.
0: Okay. I would say absolutely go for it. Because if this is something that is blossoming in you, you know, a lot of times homosexuality is latent. It doesn't emerge until later on. So, right. you know, if it is it is blossoming in you and it is something that's calling to you, you may still be bisexual. You may be pansexual, but you just like the package that is coming in in this particular guy. Right. You know, you don't right. necessarily need to identify as gay just because you're a man who has sex with other men or has sex with a other man. Or just
1: because you're so attracted what, to this guy. It might just be exactly that he's attracted I mean. to this guy. He's an attorney. He's probably powerful. So, I agree with you. I think, I yeah. think go for it. But I would interject and I would say this, Maya. I would say, be, if you can, if it becomes an issue in your marriage, I would be honest with the wife because that woman's going to be a mess when she finds out. So, you might as well deal with the yeah. situation head on. Deal with the situation head on. If it's possible, if she was open enough to have a threesome, maybe she's open enough to talk to you about you know these desires and these feelings that you're having so if it becomes an issue in the marriage then get out of the marriage or at least see if you can be open and honest with her because we don't want to see you know the damage we don't want to see because you'll end up doing damage to her and then you're gonna have guilt to live with and everything else so the best thing to do is if you can be out in the open about it do it so I would just interject and say that as well. That's all I would say. Yeah. All right, we got another one. Honesty is a right. policy. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. When it when it's possible, <laughs> when it's possible. All yeah. right. Paul wrote in and put, "I'm about to be a junior in college, and after being home for the summer, I'm a little apprehensive because I got caught up in the furry culture on my campus. I chilled out with my regular hometown friends during the summer, and I feel like this whole furry party thing." is an alter ego of mine, and I don't want it to interfere with my studies. I also had a scare with a rush on my penis, but that's all better now. Dr. Zoe, how do I break this addiction? It's so fun. <laughs> 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 oh, Lord. So the furry party thing, her. we... Yeah, we've spoken on this, and I've done shows about it, and I can't believe how common it's getting. And for everyone that doesn't know what that is, um, a lot, and it is very common on college ca- campuses where people will get dressed up like stuffed animals, kind of like Miley Cyrus does in a lot of her videos, or she'll have them on stage. Have you noticed? She has a lot of furries yeah. on stage with her. So, uh, yeah. I, And so it's a culture where they get dressed up like the big old head of the teddy bear and they're and then they get naked and they you know they fuck with these masks on um you know and they do come to the parties in full garb of being you know a furry creature (laughs) so tell me what you know about we'll get to this guy's question in a second but tell me what you know about furries you probably know more than i do Okay. Yeah, and
0: they're they are they are absolutely tremendous people. I have quite a few clients that I coach who are furries, who are new to it, or are experienced, or are kind of in the midline between everything, and
1: all mm-hmm. of them
0: have great fun with sex, and that is the goal. That's the absolute. But
1: basically, goal. basically, it's like hiding your identity and just being this creature. So you can go and do these things. It's a, it's very much so like you're literally wearing a mask. So I think that, you know, part of it is, is that, is that it is like an alter ego because you're getting dressed up as a furry animal and you're going and fucking, I mean, you know, Paul, I mean, it is an alter ego and how do you break the addiction? You have to sit down and measure your priorities. If school is your priority and it's interfering with your studies, then just tame it down. But if it's something that you enjoy, then go for it. The rash on your penis, again, you know, wrap it up don't you know don't mess with that kind of stuff especially in these kind of situations you have to have safe sex that way you stay healthy and you can you know eventually have kids if you want to have kids later on and you don't have any complications so definitely safe sex i would suggest that for paul and then i don't think you have to break the addiction as long as you keep it in balance with your priorities with school what do you think maya
0: yeah, I mean, there are positive addictions and there are negative addictions. I don't necessarily think of being a furry as a negative addiction. You know, it's something that's bad. Okay, so
1: Maya, have you been to a furry party?
0: I've never been to a furry
1: party. <laughs> <I've never been. laughs> but I sure
0: a- get invitations after today.
1: <laughs> is that a um is that attractive to you? Is that something that would be considered like a fetish for you? Or like for me, it's like, damn, I'm, like I'm hot. I don't need to put on a costume. Like fuck that. Like I have no desire to go to a furry party. And if a guy invited yeah. me or if like, well, you know, I've already had some invitations, but no desire, no desire. But hey, if that's your thing, go for it. That's what I say. I'm
0: all about finding other people's sexual adventures. I mean, by all means, do it, but it doesn't, That's awesome. it doesn't necessarily flip my boat. I'm more of a CDSM okay. girl.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. Chelsea wrote in. She said, "I'm a le- in a lesbian relationship for I'm in a lesbian relationship for three years now. When I come home from work the other day, my girlfriend had the double sided dildo out and was acting really suspicious." I love her and I don't want to lose her, yet I'm almost positive she's cheating. What should I do?
0: Wow, that's intense. That's really intense. I would say if that is the situation and you do not have open communication where you can have that conversation with her, that there's a huge problem. You Mm -hmm. know, if you are suspecting that she's cheating, you've probably, she's probably been cheating for some time, is the truth. Yeah you know, right. and it's not necessarily oh, yeah. something that we want to deal with, but if you're interested in preserving the relationship, I'd recommend going to therapy and talking it out, you
1: know. Right, again, the and there's, there's life coaches like myself and my company, there's so many people you could reach out to to have kind of like a mediator in the situation, or to get support and advice, you know, in the situation, but it sounds like, You know, a lot of people turn a blind eye when they're being cheated on because they don't, they love the person and three years is a long time and you don't want to lose her. I understand that. But communication is key. And the longer that you turn a blind eye or bury your head in the sand about it and you don't face it, the worse it's going to eat you up inside and it's going to hurt you. So I would take care of it right away have a conversation with her in a loving way not accusatory not yelling not screaming not flipping out let's just sit down in a loving way and you know talk to her and just be like baby I know something isn't right I know something's going on I need you to talk to me about it Try to communicate first if you don't get anywhere with it then I'd bring in a third party definitely what do you think by you think that's good Yeah,
0: I think that that's absolutely beautiful to phrase it in such a way that, you know, I know that you're not happy. I know that something, you know, just not quite right. And I can't quite put my finger on it, but I can sense it. I can feel it. And what's important to me is that you're happy. So what can I do to make you happy? What can I do to rock your world? (laughs) What can I do? I'm not trying to laugh at it
1: yeah exactly i'm not trying to laugh at chelsea i'm laughing i'm looking at this next question an anonymous uh person wrote in and said i'm a republican married woman and i think that your show is disgustingly filthy but i just can't stop listening my husband has even (laughs) caught me (laughs) my husband has even caught me masturbating with earbuds in my ears while listening thank you for making me think But my question is, do you think you're going to hell, Dr. Zoe? Oh, my. Um, Okay, number one, the whole reason why I do this fucking show is so people like you can fucking think, okay? I grew up in a very religious uh, upbringing, and I've been around church ladies like you, and you need a good fuck. Because you need to fuck your husband, too. I'm glad you're masturbating. I hope you're getting off right now But I um definitely and do not think I'm going to hell whatsoever um, I'm not a religious person. I'm very spiritual and no, I'm being myself And if there's a God a higher power, which I do believe that God is energy He created me and there's no condemnation uh, for me because I'm being myself. So do you think you're going to hell, Maya? <laughs> no, but I get
0: asked that all the, time, all the time because I was raised Catholic, you know, and it, it really yeah. strikes fear into my heart, but it doesn't, you know, I'm not afraid right. of hell. I've lived
1: through hell. Oh, amen, sister. I've been there a couple times and came back strong and stronger and stronger and stronger again. Okay, and Ricky wrote and he put, uh, what do you think about women proposing to men?
0: Ooh, that's sexy. <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm it totally is. down with that. I think that that's really, really sexy. <clears throat> you know, in yeah, I think I'm mean, yeah. the one that makes the first move. So that wouldn't, I mean, that wouldn't be shocking in, in my relationship for me to propose.
1: Maya, I thought you were a submissive. So is that just sexually that you're submissive? Yeah, that you're bulky. Okay, so just I'm sexually. Ballsy.
0: I've got brass balls ordinarily. Yeah, me too. I'm very submissive.
1: That's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. I like playing both roles. I like being dominant and in control, and I also like being submissive. It just depends on the situation and the mood that I'm in. I don't like choose a right. role. I think I just. You know, it changes, but I love that you're submissive sexually, but then you have like brass balls when it comes to business and everything else. That's really interesting. That that kind of turns me off. Anyway. (laughs) Well, yeah. 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 That That is hot. That's very hot because you're going after what you want. You're going after your dreams. You're making shit happen. You're a type A driven individual, but then sexually you're a cat. That's really cute. I like that. Okay, Courtney. Um, Courtney wrote in and she said, I've never been able to squirt, but I want to. Is there something specific I need to do or try? Yes. It's called your G Absolutely. spot. You can't, you can't squirt from your clit. You need to find your kegels, too, and squeeze your kegel muscles. And you can find those by when you're going pee. You stop the flow of your pee and that's your kegel muscles, and strengthen those inside of your vagina like a little elevator going up, hold, release. That'll make your orgasms more intense. But your G-spot. So there's toys made, too. I always uh, recommend passionglass.com because they're glass mm-hmm. dildos. And they're very, very uh, clean. They're like Pyrex. You can cool them. You can heat them. You can wash them. Passionglass.com. So I plug them like crazy because I have like 20 of them. Anyway, (laughs) certain certain toys will help that. I suggest using a toy or your fingers to find your G-spot curling back and finding your G-spot and working that to get yourself to squirt and then it's going to be easier for your partner to make you squirt or whoever you're with to make you squirt. Go ahead, Maya. I know you're a, you're a champion on this as well. Oh,
0: I am a squirter of the highest order and I am a (laughs) squirter propagandist. I just, I want every woman out there to squirt. And basically what you want to have your partner bone up on is just knowledge of the female anatomy because any guy can make any woman squirt. It's just a matter of stimulating the G-spot and stimulating the clit at the same time. So what you do is you you put your fingers up inside the vagina and that little raised area of erectile tissue that's like a little nodule. And
1: it's almost like you're saying come here. Yeah, it's almost like you want to curl your fingers like come hither, right, go ahead.
0: Yeah, so curl your fingers. So curl your fingers, hit that little bud of, of erectile tissue. It'll respond to you. You hit that, not like aggressively hit it, but you touch it, you caress it, you, you mm-hmm. pat at it, while at the same time stimulating the hell out of the clit. And you can do that with the mm-hmm. palm of your hand. So you're using your full hand when you're trying to get a girl to squirt. So you're using your mm-hmm. fingers for the come hither on the G. And then using your palm on the clit to stimulate the clit, and she absolutely will squirt. And it it is a matter of getting everything in good working order. So you want to have those Benoit balls or those yoni eggs or whatever sort mm-hmm. of thing you can use to get your shit tight and it's tight. Fit. Yes. So you, put that in, it's you need to tell the, the young
1: feet. girls, the young girls out there, get it tight. They are they don't yeah. have the education. they don't have the education these these young girls and i'm I'm just gonna be totally honest there's girls 19 20 there's girls that you know want to hook up with dr zoe so they send me pictures of their pussy and i'm like are you kidding me you're 19 and you have knee curtains on your vagina like what the fuck is going on (laughs) like you're so beat up your pussy's so beat up or they spread eagle, and there's just a gap there like they're girls you have to do kegels you have to take care of your pussy your pussy is something yeah. you're gonna want by the time you're i think i think Maya and i are probably around the same age by the time you're our age like you want your vagina to be this when you hit your sexual prime and your peak and your 30s you know and you late 30s, early 40s, whatever, okay, whenever you go through it, you're going to want that pussy to be right and tight. So start now because I have a lot of young listeners, and they're just little whores, yeah. and they don't take care of themselves. I'm sorry. I'm not, you know, I, it just it, it makes me sad that they don't have the education. So Google Kegel exercises. Take care of yourself. Wear cotton panties as much as you can. Wear the silky stuff and the lacy stuff when you're with your – partner or whatever you're doing but wear cotton panties or no panties is best I don't have any on right right now I hate I hate panties you want that vagina to get as much air as possible especially after you fuck and you've been fucked get yourself cleaned up throw your legs on the headboard and get air seriously (laughs) i mean mean, don't you agree the best thing for your pussy is fresh air get fresh air as much as possible these girls they don't know how to take care of themselves and your ass take care of your ass too seriously (laughs) take care of your ass yeah so many of these young girls are your ass yes yes take care of yourself there should be no wax your (laughs) ass <laughs> yeah, that, I'm sure you've run into it. A, <laughs> Have you run into a couple <laughs> situations where you're getting your tongue up there and it's a little hairy? Have you run into yeah, some hairy situations? Like, yeah, whoa. yeah, whoa, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. The only hair I want to be encountering on an ass is when I'm like, Sticking my tongue in my man's ass. That's about it. I don't want to. Yeah, but even the
1: man, like even the man's ass, like I want it shaved inside and around at least. I mean, I don't care if the cheeks have a little bit, but. Get the inside, yeah. get that groomed, because if you want my tongue up in yeah. there, you better get a groom, seriously. Okay, Stacy, right. let's, right. let's see, Stacy wrote in, she said, my boyfriend and I have been together for eight years, he wants us to start swinging with other couples. Should I try it, or do you think it'll ruin the relationship? So they haven't, they've been together eight years, and they haven't done it. What would your advice be?
0: I would say the relationship is probably strong enough to withstand it if you've been together for eight years and the communication mm-hmm. is strong. But, you know, if it's with anything, you know, whether or not you're going to take up skiing or you're going to take up some new activity, the importance is that the communication is there and that both parties want to participate and do it. Because if it's just one-sided, if it's just one of you that wants to do it, it's going to come out in the wash and it's not going to be a right. pleasant experience.
1: Absolutely. You know, I, I agree. agree.
0: I was in a relationship where my partner was not ready to be a swinger and I was, and the relationship totally capsized. So right. just go into it with your eyes wide open.
1: That's exactly exactly what I was going to say. Stacy. if it's just him that wants to do it and you're not 100% positive that you feel comfortable with it then there most likely will be problems. But if it's something that you're both communicating and you're both open to and you talk about the different scenarios and the outcomes and things like that, then I say, you know, be open to it. But I agree with you, Maya, 100%. Okay, here's another, uh, we have a couple more. Dear Dr. Zoe, I know you're life coach, a mother, and a business owner. What kind of example are you supporting the transgender community? Don't you think that the notoriety these people are getting in The media is a downfall to our society as a whole. Um, I wanted to address this because we're doing a lot of shows about transgender uh, people, of course, with, you know, Caitlin and um, all these different, there's like seven reality shows that are coming out about transgenders. Did you know that? Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So there's this new girl, Jax, on uh, TLC. I really like her story because. She's like an eighth grader going into ninth grade, and TLC is doing a show on her. Um, Jax is um, really authentic, was born a little boy, and now she is a transgender teen. I love that story. I will continue to support all of different kinds of people. I am all about being a bridge to um, gap, whether, like I said before, whether it's religious uh, views, if it's color creeds nationalities um that's a big passion of mine too but then just accepting people as a whole letting people have their individuality and live authentically so um I'm going to continue if you don't like it don't listen to the show and don't peep out everything that I'm doing because I know you're stalking anyway (laughs) So, so I get a lot of slack for stuff like that Maya, I thank you so much for coming on. Before you go, I want to talk about some of the exciting projects you have going on. Tell me a little bit about this reality show, and then you have a book you're working on. Tell me about that. Yeah, yeah.
0: So I'm doing, I'm doing a memoir about you know what happened and why it happened and why it's so fucking cool. Um, and then I'm also collaborating with a couple of other female sex writers, um, l Chase and Laura Somoza on a book about sex. So it's cool. entirely from the female perspective. And then I'm doing a reality show. We're shopping it right now all about fetishes. So mm-hmm. that's pretty exciting. It takes you across the United States looking at different fetishes and what's going on in small town America, you know that it's completely, like that. fucked up, and wonderful. and it's gorgeous. <laughs> so we're very <really> excited. <laughs>
1: that's awesome and give out your web give out your website again and everybody I want you to go to her website and connect with her on social media give out your website again Maya
0: sure it's mayajordan.com
1: awesome thank you so much for being on and then real quick where are some of your really juicy articles should they just google your name or are they on your website or should they go to like pop sugar and things like that So they're on your website. If you go to
0: my website and you click on the media page, there's basically everything that I've written in the last couple months. But Pop Sugar has got a really sexy new article that I wrote about how to be a sex goddess. And that went up yesterday. Mm -hmm. And that article is just getting hit to death. It's awesome. So I recommend that one if you go over to Pop Sugar
1: and check that out awesome I will have you back on on Dr. Zoe today and for all of you thank you for listening to your connection to